Hello everybody and welcome to episode 10 of the synopsis. I am Zach, I will be your host through the rabbit hole as we like to say here on this podcast. And today's podcast is going to be a doozy. Hopefully it will be a good one for you. It was fun for me to research so I hope you guys have fun listening. We're going to be talking about the Mandela Effect. And don't worry if you haven't ever heard of it, you're going to learn a lot about it today in the podcast. So without further adieu... Let's get into today's podcast, but first I want to go over a couple of things that we have learned this week on the internet, in life, kind of change the podcast off a little bit, maybe we'll do a recap at the start instead of the end, so if you want to skip the recap, that is fine by all means, it's going to be after this commercial break, if you want to stick around though, after we do this recap, we're going to be going into the Mandela Effect and what it exactly is, what it pertains to, and how it affects everyday life, and I really think you guys will be interested in that. So, we are going to talk about first the Jake Paul Tanamojo wedding. As of today, they officially got married. Everyone was saying this was a publicity stunt. I'm not too sure myself personally. It definitely seems like a publicity stunt. Definitely seems like it works for both parties, getting up their views, getting up their followers, all that good social media stuff. However, it could be something that is real. I don't know. I don't really know the full story. I don't know these people personally, so hey. So it may be real, it may not be real, but good for them if it is real. If it's not, hey, they've got a lot of us fooled, especially those on Drama Alert and all those other news sites that uh, potentially report news and stuff like this. So if they have fooled everyone, hey, good for them. Congratulations. Either way, either one, you're married, or two, you're fooled us all. Either way, congrats, guys. Now, a couple more things real quick before we start into the Mandela Effect podcast. A lot of you have been saying how much you liked the Mind, Body and Soul podcast that we did last time talking about everything. You may hear my child in the background. I do apologize. I don't have noise cancelling rooms. I'm sorry. I'm not rich. But a lot of people have been commenting how they like the podcast. I appreciate that, guys. That podcast took me two days to make, which is kind of why we went on a little MIA hiatus. I'll explain that as well. So, more mind, body, and soul kind of vibes coming. Um, Hopefully you get that idea with the Mandela podcast today, and then hopefully we can do some more things, maybe conspiracies and whatnot, but hey, who knows what happens. So, let's talk about why we went MIA for a couple of days. Unfortunately, work was kicking my butt. Very, very busy couple of days at work, but the biggest problem was this. We had a podcast, we were going to do another co-host podcast, and this is why the mind, body, and soul took me two days to record. It took me two days to record this, it was a lot of work, a lot of effort, I know it wasn't a long podcast but it was one of those where it took a lot of emotional and mental drain out of you, which is fine, it is what it is, you know, it happens, it's what happens when you're trying to do podcasts and stuff, you have to sacrifice time with the family, sacrifice your own time, editing time, all that stuff, but it's something I like doing and something that I think a lot of people should do if they have free time, you know, not maybe a full-on podcast like every day like I'm trying to do, but it's almost like a journal. Like Twitter is when people type their things out. Podcast is kind of like you just speak your own feelings. And it's like a voice recording. But they're for everyone to listen to. So I had a podcast beforehand. And um, it was like an hour and a half podcast. It was co-hosted again. We had um, Elisa and Keanu. We're both going to do a co-host with me. Mostly Elisa because Keanu is very video shy, camera shy, all that good stuff. So we might co-host an episode later on somewhere down the line. Which would be pretty vibes. I'll be chill with that. So... Lisa, hit me up, we'll do something, we'll figure it out, we'll do one of the topics you want to talk about, maybe we'll record it tomorrow, something like that, I'm not sure, but we'll figure something out. So here we are, we record this episode, everything's going good, we think, alright, cool, we've got like an hour, an hour 15, we can kind of run the podcast now, you know, we'll just render it, we'll edit it, we'll upload it, job done. I render the podcast, I go onto the app to download everything, and I look, and nothing's there. Nothing whatsoever is there. I said, huh, okay. Well, let me look in the Audacity file. So I looked at it. Okay, it hasn't exported everything. Let's export it. Export everything. Go to upload it. Upload it. And it was a three-minute podcast. And I was like, well, that can't be right. There's something wrong. And sure enough, 
uh, Audacity had <laughs> crashed on me, deleted all the files, and the podcast went boom, caputo, completely erased, completely gone. Almost like this introduction was just now, my Audacity file just crashed for a good like 10 to 15 minutes and it almost collapsed on itself, but hey, we're back in action, the podcast will still be going, so I'm going to end this introduction really right here in case it crashes again, because I don't want to deal with that for another 15 minutes, so we're going to get ahead and go into the Mandela Effect right here on the synopsis. Enjoy. Okay, so real quick, while I was post-editing, news came out about the Tanner and Jake wedding, which I was just talking about, so let's talk about that real quick. Uh, a lot of people are saying it was a scam, people had to pay $50 per person to view it on whatever app they were streaming it on, there was over 5,000 people who was on the stream at one point, it's about $250,000 that they just got for free, basically, for faking this marriage and for also staging a fight. A lot of people have heard the rumors that there was a fight at the wedding that was staged. They heard the announcers say, okay, cue fight, cue fight, had a little bit more drama. And then Logan Paul came out and turned around and said, I give this marriage less than a month. The publicity stunt's gonna be over with. They'll probably get an annulment like it never happened, but hey, they still have that $250,000 that people are wanting a refund from, from Apple, but nobody is getting a refund, so. Kind of shady by them, that was in post-editing, so sorry. I've had a couple of issues with audio today, so hopefully the rest of the podcast sounds good. The system's crashed a few times, Audacity's messed up, Anchor's messed up. It's been a, it's been a long day. This podcast has taken about three days to record, so hopefully it's worth it, hopefully it's good. So let's get into the podcast and about the Mandela Effect. Alright, so we've talked about some creepy things in the past on the podcast um, regarding video game conspiracies, regular conspiracies and stuff like that, but I was listening to a podcast the other day, the Talk is Jericho podcast, obviously by Chris Jericho. If you've heard my AEW Fight for the Fallen review, you'll know I'm a big fan of Jericho and all his work, so I was listening to his podcast. And on this podcast, there was a guy on there, and they were talking about UFOs, and he spoke about how he had a YouTube channel, and from that YouTube channel, he was discussing things about the Mandela Effect, which led him onto UFOs, which led him to this document and this government conspiracy about covering up UFOs and Area 51 and aliens have been among us the whole time and yada yada yada. If you want to check that out, go to the Talk is Jericho podcast, it's underneath UFOs are real, we have to deal with it. If you don't want to listen to that podcast and you want me to talk about it at some point, I am more than happy to, but I don't want to be stealing any of Jericho's, you know, podcast features or anything like that or any of his, any of his stuff that he's really done. So. We're going to talk about this because it intrigued me that he let got the UFOs from the Mandela Effect. Now, if you're unaware of what the Mandela Effect is, I'm going to give you a little brief history of what it is. So, Nelson Mandela, rumouredly, died in prison long before his actual death in 2013. And many, of, hundreds of thousands of people remember that. They remember funeral snippets, they remember it being in the news, they remember a lot of things of Nelson Mandela dying in prison. And this is where the name the Mandela Effect comes from, because everyone believed that he died in prison, but then they found out that he actually died in 2013. So it was a common misconception by not just a few people, but hundreds of thousands of people that Nelson was already dead. And it shocked a lot of people to find out that he wasn't. So the Mandela Effect was named after him due to that. So a lot of things in the Mandela Effect are kind of crazy and it's kind of a crazy thing to think about and this is where the idea of alternate realities and other concepts come into play because of this Mandela Effect. So I'm going to give you guys an example really. So one of the biggest examples I've ever heard is the Forrest Forrest Gump, sorry, life is like a box of chocolates. But it actually is, life is like a box of chocolates. If you actually go back and listen to the movie, it isn't life was, it's life is. Because I don't know why people remember it as was or is, but the correct way is, Mum always said, life is like a box of chocolates. Now, it's been misquoted a lot of times, same with the Star Wars movie, uh, the Luke, I am your father, wasn't actually said by Darth Vader, it was I am your father, Luke, or something along those lines. I can't remember the exact way of it, but that's exactly the reason of the Mandela Effect and how many people believe in alternate universes and bleeding through time. Now, when I say bleeding through time and ultimate un- um, ultimate universes, this isn't Marvel, uh, alternate universes, I'm not talking about time traveling or anything like that. I'm talking about the idea, and this is what spawned it from this effect, the idea that people can remember one thing from their life and then somehow, some way, and I don't know the science because I'm not scientific enough, 
can bleed through their timeline into the newest timeline. So nothing changes whatsoever apart from their memories. And I'm not saying like they completely forget everything, but I'm saying we remember life was like a box of chocolates, even though it was life is. Lots of people come through that alternate timeline where it was indeed life was like. That's a Forrest Gump one, but another perfect example is a Berenstein's or the Berenstain Bears. Now, if you've ever watched the Angry Video Game Nerd, you'll know a lot about this as the Mandela effect, but a lot of people remember it as the Berenstein Bears, S-T-E-I-N. And hundreds of thousands of people have gone to this, have remembered their books, gone back into their attics, their garages, their cellars, whatever it may have been, to look at these books. But it's actually spelled S-T-A-I-N, which is Berenstain. And hundreds of thousands of people have remembered it as Berenstain. And I was one of them who remembered it as the Berenstain Bears books. Now when you go back and look, it's the Berenstain. So I'm not saying that I am affected by this Mandela effect, but it could be that me along with many other peoples remember it like this because at one point in our lives it was Berenstain, not Berenstain. And that's the idea of two parallel universes at the exact same time playing out and one decision, as the Mandela effect has, is one decision changes the course of that timeline and somehow you shift between timelines. So now everyone who remembers it as Berenstain Bears is correct but also everyone who remembers it as Berenstain Bears is correct because both of those timelines have merged for that certain person or those people and now they're stuck in this mid-limbo of not being in their timeline but being in their timeline. Now, what I'm talking about by I'm saying timeline, I'm not talking about, oh, well, one decision changed like the butterfly effect. That's a completely different theory. What I'm saying is that somehow slipping through alternate reality and there was a perfect case about 50 years ago of a gentleman who had a passport, and I can't remember the name of the country off the top of my head, but it was a, it was a country that didn't exist in this universe, and he had a legitimate passport, it was like off the coast of Spain, I believe, and he traveled into China, and China were like, this isn't a real place, we need to detain you, and this man was very agitated, very angry, rightfully so, because he had a passport, he had multiple stamps of Chinese stamps in there saying he's been to the country before like over the past 20 years but this country didn't exist in our timeline so they detained this man this man was in a hotel suite for 24 hours i think he was on the 13th 14th or 15th floor he was high up there it wasn't like he could just jump out a window and would be good to go no he was pretty high up there so they had this man they had this man under 24 hour surveillance armed guards the whole entire shebang there was no way this guy was escaping without somebody knowing they let him sit overnight because they thought, well, maybe if he comes down, you know, he can talk to us more. Maybe he's a spy. Maybe he's an intruder. I don't know. Maybe something that's against the Chinese government. They go into his room the next day. The guy's completely gone. Disappeared. The only thing that remained was the passport. And there are pictures of this passport online and a couple of other things. Like, it was a, it's a whole entire thing. If you haven't heard about the story, look it up. I can't remember it off the top of my head. I honestly can't. I'd have to look it up and Google it. Like I said, I don't really research much for these podcasts, I don't really have scripts, I just kind of go off the top of my head and kind of just ramble on about things. So, if I remembered this story earlier, I literally just remembered it as I was talking about the alternate timelines. So if I remembered about this story, I could have researched it a little bit and looked it up a bit more and it would have been a lot easier for you guys to understand. So I'm sorry for not exactly doing the research on that, I do apologise. Maybe in post-editing or something like that I can figure out exactly the story. I can't remember the story off the top of my head again. So it's more difficult for me to really... These are so many bugs around here today, guys. It is so hot out here today, but... Sorry, off topic, off topic. But this story definitely was one that caught my imagination, caught my mind, caught my attention. I was like, okay, well, let's look into more of these Mandela effects and more of these options and theories. So, next theory, what we'll talk about, is the JFK assassination. Now, if you're not American and you don't know what the JFK assassination is, John F. Kennedy was a United States president. He was going down the street in his car one day doing the presidential tour, and John Hart or Lee Harvey Oswald, Lee Harvey Oswald, I believe. I don't remember. Sorry. Again, I'm not American myself, but I'm trying to do this so we can understand each other. But basically, JFK was shot in the head. He was killed. He was assassinated. Somebody killed him. That was that. So what we're going to do next is talk about the JFK assassination right here on the synopsis and we're going to talk about the Mandela effect on it and the alternate reality or the parallel reality, if you want to say, of that. 
right after this. So with the JFK assassination, there has been a lot of things and conspiracies obviously about who killed him, if it was a CIA thing, and again, another Jericho podcast, they talked about how they believe the CIA killed Kennedy and it was a government inside, but this is talking about Mandela effects, not conspiracies today. So we'll talk about that. So the Mandela effect arises when we jump to con- look at conclusions um, without really checking historical memories. That's why we go back to Nelson Mandela. A lot of us assumed he died in prison and that was just the done thing. We said, okay, he's died in prison, wait a second, now he's alive. How did that happen? And it's about fragments of our mind and imagination that remember certain things. I believe that it was not Mandela who died in prison, but maybe Malcolm X we remember, or somebody else like that who got killed or died or something, and we got them confused and mixed together. And this isn't a case of mistaken identity, this is a case of just so many things happening in a certain time period that they all start to blend together. Have you ever seen a TV show and you're like, oh yeah, I remember this scene like on, um, let's say, Star Trek, for example. You remember a Star Trek episode or a Simpsons episode or something, you remember exactly how it went to the T, but then you go back and watch it and you're like, well, why didn't this happen? I remember this specifically happening when I was younger. Now, maybe that was a case of both shows getting blended together or two or different episodes of two different shows getting blended together and in your own mind, you're just thinking, oh yeah, well, you know, that was in the show, simple as that. So going on to the JFK assassination, people kind of forget that. So people say the number of the limousine at the assassination of JFK was altered because of movement in parallel realities. And we'll get into parallel realities and parallel universes after these next two Mandela effects to really give you an idea of how people believe that this is a thing. So the misconception is that there was four passengers, two in the front and two in the back. But the car actually contained six people. There was the driver, two secret service agents, Texas governor, the first lady, JFK, and Jackie Kennedy. A lot of people only think there was four in the car because at the time, cars were typically only a four people top-down seats. Now, this was actually a limousine that had the top-down, so it was six people. So a lot of people have different memories of it. And one of the main reasons is because of pictures and photographs and videos and stuff like that. If you look at some of the videos from the JFK assassination, you're not going to necessarily see six people in the car. Because of how angles were back then and because of how pictures were and they wasn't the best quality. As we all know, if you look back at old pictures, they're not the best quality. So a lot of people only saw four people in that. So a lot of people don't remember there being six. It's ignorance to the car's design, realistically. The limousine had two auxiliary jump seats, which remained in position when the car housed additional people, so the car could seat four or six passengers. The agents in the front seats and a portion often obscured the front two passengers from view. So the angles of that, and I'm reading this as I see it because I wanted to make sure I got it right, because the last thing I want to do is make anybody mad, especially about an assassination on the United States president. So a lot of the angles that people saw was that of only four people, not six. So now that becomes the common misconception of there was four people in the limousine, not six. And now that becomes the story and now that becomes everything. That becomes the Mandela effect. So potentially in an alternate timeline, yeah, there was only four people, but in this timeline, there were six. So this is where people believe in the parallel universes and the uh, mix-ups of the Mandela effect making you bleed into an alternate reality. Another perfect example is the Ford logo. Now, Ford has always, to me, had the blue sign that says Ford on it. Now, I know that their stock ticker, and for those who don't know, in the stock market, every company has a ticker between one and four letters. Apple's is a PPL. Ford's is F. So a lot of companies have these tickers that you can just type into the stock market to get quicker access. So when you're trading, you can just type in, instead of typing in Apple, and I know it's only one letter, but it helps a lot. Instead of typing in Ford, you don't have to type in F-O-R-D, you can just type in F, and it will jump you straight to their page, you can buy and sell their stocks. So one of the big things about the Ford logo is people don't remember the end of it just being an F. So people claim it was an establishment that wasn't originally there and had been added despite the fact that the additional loop to the Ford logo had been there since the early 1900s. So the Ford logo, people don't believe that the F had the swell. They believed it was just a big F. And then the words ORD after it. There was a swell on the back part of the Ford, which is then, if you look at it, it's kind of in an italic kind of format. But people believe that was just added on randomly and wasn't a real thing until they bled into another universe or 
until it just suddenly snuck up on them. But the reality of the situation is it's been there for over 100 plus years now. Which again, kind of crazy to think about that people have this such clear memory of it not being a swirly F, just a straight flat F. But then here we are, 50, 60, 70 years later being like, well no, it's always been like that, so what happened? So there's multiple ideas of the Mandela Effect. And like I said, one of the other reasons of the Mandela Effect is people believe in parallel universes and different universes. So going into the theory of Mandela Effects, if we want to dive a little bit deeper, go a little bit down the rabbit hole, as we say here, we'll talk about different universes. So I've got here five different reasons that people believe in the Mandela Effect or alternate universes. Now, these are legitimate reasons. I honestly believe there has to... You cannot, in your right mind, believe that we are the only life form of intelligence that can talk, communicate, build things in the universe. The universe is ever expanding. There's no way that that is possible. There's hundreds of billions of light years between us and the end of the universe. In those light years, there has to be something with the exact conditions that we have on Earth, or maybe, maybe even not the exact conditions, but someone has, or something has managed to survive and adapt to that environment to live. So with that being said, let's get into the five reasons. Number one, infinite universes. So scientists can't be sure what shape of time or space is because obviously it's immeasurable. Hundreds of billions of light years away. We look at stars right now, those stars have already exploded hundreds of thousands of years ago. So for all we know right now in space there is no stars, there is no moon, there's nothing. It's just emptiness because the light takes so long to get to the Earth. The sun is a giant flaming ball of heat and mass and craziness. It's a giant star effectively. That's what the sun is, a giant star. So when the sun does die out, it's going to take a while for us on Earth to notice it. It may take 30 days, a year, it, I don't know the exact science behind it, but once the sun explodes, we aren't going to see it right away. We will see it as it's already done. So as of right now, you are looking at the sky at night, you are looking at history. So you're already technically a time traveler. You are seeing stuff in the past that no one else has ever seen. So think about that for a second, just let that sit in. You are seeing things that have already happened in your lifetime. And that's, that's ridiculous when you think about it. So with the infinite universe theory, time and space goes on forever. There must be a starting point because there are infinite, there are infinite ways of particles that can be arranged in time and space. So if you look far enough, you would encounter another version of you. In fact, infinite versions of you. Some of these twins will be doing the exact same thing of what we're doing right now. Others will have a worn a different jumper this morning, different pants, different car, different career choices. So the idea is that there are multiple versions of you in the universe. I'm not saying you as a person, I'm saying like your features. Obviously you are only you, there's no one else in the universe who can think like you, speak like you, talk like you, even if you have a twin. It doesn't matter about that whole twin stuff where they're like, oh yeah, we can read each other's minds. No, you think individually and I dare anyone to tell me otherwise because I know for a fact that it's just like fingerprints, everybody is unique. But the idea is that there are multiple versions of your character. Kind of like when you play The Sims, you have multiple versions of different people. During that time, you're going to have people who, or sorry, Sims, I should say, not people, Sims, who you make different choices for. Either they're going to go on to get a good job, they're going to be a life of crime, they're going to be doing something completely random, selling stuff, they're going to be buying stuff, living homeless, being, being in a home, having multiple families, having one family, all that kind of stuff. Multiple selections across the game. So thinking about it like that, you're looking at an idea where you have multiple choices in the world and one choice changes the course of everything else. So in the infinite universe idea, that one choice you made is your choice, but then in another universe, somebody else, the same person made a select choice. And I say somebody else because technically it's not you, but it also is you. So it makes sense to be you, but not be you. I know it's kind of confusing, like I said, I'm not a scientist, I'm not good at explaining things, but for the Mandela effect to really get an idea, you want to understand somewhat the universes. So number two is bubble universes. Now bubble universes is what happened after the Big Bang, big explosion, obviously we all know what the Big Bang was, galaxy were formed, stars were formed, all that good stuff. But bubble universes are basically where you have the universe within the universe, and that's where the big chunk of the Mandela effect comes from is that 
you can bleed through the bubble universe. So for example, right now I'm sitting here talking on the podcast. There could be an exact version of me in a bubble universe that I am in right now. And once I say something like podcast, another version or the same version of me technically said a different word and that bled into a different universe. So right now I can be talking about the podcast, but then another version of me bleeds into it. And that person is also talking to me about different things. And that's just not, that isn't just me. That could be anybody in the world. So I could be talking to somebody right now, right now, face to face in my house, but that's a different version of them because they bled through the bubble universe and came into the world. Now they might not know that until something was mentioned that they aren't remembering correctly or they are remembering from their timeline. For example, the Forrest Gump incident. Now I go back to that because it's the easiest one for people to remember. It's one of the most misspoken quotes in this universe. They could remember it completely different to what I remember it or somebody else remembers it. They could be bleeding in from that bubble universe. So the bubble universe is what basically the Mandela effect is based on is that you can bleed through and then go back because you can easily open one of these holes, these wormholes or whatever they call them and go through into a different world. But getting back is what the problem is because people don't know how they did that. So they bleed through this bubble universe into the next universe but aren't remembering how to get back. And it can be cut by coincidence or mistake or whatever that they bleed back into that other universe to go back into their timeline. And that's where you get the people who are like, I was abducted by aliens and all this happened. They could be telling the truth, but they could be coming from a different timeline. And when you think about it like that, they're coming through a different bubble universe that that actually happened to them. And they've already met aliens and stuff like that in this bubble universe. It's already been established that we've had communication, that we've had contact. They bleed into this universe. They talk about it. People are like, well, these guys are batshit crazy. And then they bleed back into their own universe where it has all been confirmed. And then they look even more crazy in that universe because then you're talking about not being able to contact aliens, even though they could. Again, a lot of roundabout things with these universe theories, and that's kind of the idea of the universe theories, is that even though there are infinite possibilities, there are many different possibilities that lead us to these effects of broken, fragmented imaginations or thought processes to give you the Mandela effect. Now, it may be true that he died in prison in a different timeline, in a different universe, a bubble universe, a parallel universe, an infinite universe, I don't know. But I do remember M- uh, not MLK, sorry, Nelson Mandela dying in 2013, and it was a giant thing. It was huge. There was funerals in England. It was being played on the TV. There was all this stuff happening, but people remember that happening in the 70s. And thinking about it, if that happened in the 70s and happened now, is that an idea of history repeating itself? Is that an idea of the universe is bleeding? Like, what is that idea? You can have the bubble universes and the infinite universes and the parallel universes, which we'll talk about next, the parallel ones, but there is also a theory that history always repeats itself. So something that happened in the 60s or 70s could happen today. And when you look at it like that, it's true. Fashion goes out of style. Fashion goes from 60s, 70s, 80s, all the way around, and it comes back eventually. Denim is something that they say never goes out of style, because even if it does go out of fashion at the time, it comes back, and those limited edition vintage Levi jeans you had from 1980 or whatever it may have been suddenly become really popular, really famous, and sell for a lot of money because they're considered vintage or old. That's history repeating itself. You look at the newest episode of Stranger Things, newest season of Stranger Things, I should say, not episode, they did it based in the 80s. Now Coke have released the new can, which is the limited edition can, what it looked like in the 80s. So history is now repeating itself. They have them all dressed up in 80s clothing. So now 80s clothing suddenly making a comeback. History is repeating itself. So who's to say that right now, the death of Nelson Mandela or JFK or Malcolm X or whoever it may have been, hasn't already happened and it's coming back to repeat itself. Who's to say right now, now we're getting a little bit off topic, we'll talk about this because it's also a very interesting theory that, and this theory is the infinite time loop. And I know you're thinking, you're thinking, well, Zach, that's not possible. Time is always moving and blah, blah, blah. But hear me out. We talked about this earlier in a previous podcast about 90s video games moving and progressing to where we are now. How do we know that that hasn't already happened. And what I mean by that is we're not stuck, but we are. We're stuck in the infinite time loop. 
So you've already been born, you've already lived your life, and then you've come back, back into this time loop. And we're stuck in this genre, in this generation, this is it. We don't progress any further, we have a set timeline, and once that ends, we re-loop back into that timeline. So, stuff that happened in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, people remember, because they lived it, but once they pass away, let's say in 2008, that person is reborn back into that 1960s timeline. And then, for somebody who's born in the 90s, we see all the stuff in video games and etc and etc. So the timeline continues going. So this is what I'm saying. There's not like, oh, there's a the universe has already ended, blah, blah, no. The timeline continues to go. So after 2020, let's use that. Let's use that as an example. 2100, the year is 2100. Everything is still progressing in life. Life is still progressing. The timeline is still progressing. But you are in that loop. So you have a straight line. This is the easiest way I can think of visualizing it on the podcast. A straight line with a beginning and an end. The end is like when the sun finally explodes because that'll be in like 400 million years or something like that. Four million, something like that. The sun's eventually gonna explode. We've already established that. It's a star, a star has a limited lifetime. Just like anything else, it has a lifespan. Once that lifespan ends, it's gonna blow up. So that's gonna be the end of time. The beginning of time is when the Big Bang happened. So there's your giant line, which is your timeline. During that timeline, you have arcs. So you have the prehistoric age, the historic age, the modern age, the renaissance, all that stuff. You have that arc. And that arc is basically what our bubble is. So from the 1990s to 2070, let's say. It seems like a decent span. That is what our life arc is. And then once that arc ends at 2070, there's like a cutoff point and it goes back to 1990 for us. And that's how you get the the leap overs of people who are living in 2070 with people who are li- who have been living th- through the 2000s. And that would be that arc crossover, but the arc will still end. So they can learn more things in that loop, but they don't go past that loop in time. So you're in a never-ending cycle. So when they say at the end of your life, you see the light, you see the end of the tunnel, that is just your arc restarting. And because you don't have any memories of that, it's basically like hitting a restart button on life. So imagine that, if you will. That is one of the life, like one of the theories that, well, people remember Nelson Mandela dying in the 70s because it happened in their arc. But because no one else was alive in 2013 for that, for example, the 90s babies and stuff like that, we remember him dying in 2013 because during some point, those two arcs got crossed over. So he may have died in 2013 and people of the 70s remember him dying but they only remember it because of their fragment memories that they remember from their past or previous life. Now you get the Mandela effect of people having the fragment memories. Well, I remember seeing him dying. I remember seeing the funeral, but they saw it in 2013 and they remember it in the 70s because they're like, oh, I remember that happening. I remember that from my previous experience. And they don't know it's because of that. They just have this fragmented, distorted brain where they can't connect the dots. And they remember it as, oh, he died in the 70s in prison. Like, oh, I thought he was already dead. I remember seeing the funeral for some reason. Now you have the Mandela effect. And now you have that different different opinion and the different arcs and stuff like that. So that's just one of my personal theories. That's not really a theory that anyone's really talked about. But I feel like that could be a legitimate reason that we only get to a certain point in finding things or discovering things because we're only supposed to find that in our timeline now if for some reason time traveling comes out suddenly they have these people saying they're from the year 6000 and all this stuff and the world is great and everything like that well scientists say in 60 years you know the pollution is going to be beyond repair so we can't repair the uh, ozone the antarctic all that stuff it's going to flood everything it's going to be this whole disaster People from the year 6000 who are apparently time travelers haven't ever said that. They've said everything's good, everything's fine. So maybe during our timeline, it's not good, but in their timeline, something different happened. Something changed. Maybe we all didn't use plastic straws in the end. We saved the turtles. I don't know. But that could be a perfect reason that if time travel does exist, they cannot alter history. Because if they do, they're going to mess up all the timelines and things will bleed into another. And that could mess up the whole entire timeline of the universe and it's kind of like doctor who now a lot of you who are english know who doctor who is if not he's a time traveler in space he's a it's a great show you should really really watch it he's the last of his kind he's he's the last of the time lords essentially that is him 
and he goes around saving people in the past, all these monsters are trying to change the past, all this stuff, it's obviously science fiction. But he cannot do certain things in the past because if he does, he's going to affect the future, which could affect him and it could affect everything and everyone that could die. And like how people will say, oh, if I could go back in time, I'd stop Hitler. But would you? Now, the reason I say that is not because Hitler was a bad person, because he was. There's no argument. What he did was horrendous and it was terrible and it was an act that is unhumane and will never probably be seen again in the human race because we know how to stop that. But if you stopped Hitler during that time period, you would change the rest of the world. And think about it. If you stopped Hitler, there would be no World War II. Which means no World War II means Germany and Poland would still be allies, which means Russia wouldn't be with the Americans right now, England and America wouldn't have a good bond, then France wouldn't have a bad had a bond with everyone else because they ran away from the war at that point. It would affect so many small things. Okay, so now you have two million Jewish people, and that's the best way I can say it, Jewish people, because they were Jews at the time, you know, it was the Jewish people who ended up being perished in the Holocaust. Two million Jewish people died in the Holocaust. Now you take the infinite number, X, let's call it, and you add X to Y, which is the population now. We're already overpopulated. Imagine what another 2 million people could have done. Reproduced, re-bought things, reused things. Like, that increases the population by like another, let's say, 5 to 10 billion. So we're at now 10 to 12 billion people on Earth. We're already running low on space, we're already running low on land, and now we add another 3 billion people into it. Now the whole entire timeline is collapsing on itself. Effectively, you've created a black hole that has just collapsed and brought everything into itself, and now you've affected so much in life that you've affected everyone else's timeline, which essentially means you've screwed up the whole entire universe. So, going back and doing something drastic to change history isn't a good thing. Like, now if you were to view it, that's one thing. If you want to view the Declaration of Independence and just watch it, not be involved in it, just watch it, that's one thing. Maybe there's like an invisible cloak they can create or some, some shit like that. Again, I'm going off topic, but changing something that drastic in history is going to screw up everyone's timeline and make something a lot worse. It could even make it worse. If you stopped Hitler, who's to say somebody else worse than Hitler couldn't come out and kill 5 million Jews or 5 million Muslims or Christians or something like that because even though there's somebody who's already gone who is bad there's always going to be somebody to take their place and that's always the golden rule if you get rid of somebody somebody's ready to take their place if you got rid of Hitler I guarantee you somebody else would have stepped up and taken his place if you get fired in your job somebody's taking your place nobody is irreplaceable simple as that so for you to try and change a timeline or something like that that could be completely different make things a lot worse so my advice to you is if you do ever manage to travel in time or something like that stick to your own timeline don't screw anything up because if you do the butterfly effect it's going to kick your ass the butterfly effect is essentially is if there's a butterfly in one location there's a tornado in the other and if there's a tornado somewhere there's a butterfly somewhere so the butterfly effect is something for everything that's good something bad will happen there is a movie about it, and the movie was very good. Also, the video game Heavy Rain is very good at describing the butterfly effect. Not something we're going into today because we're discussing the Mandela effect. But if you want to talk the butterfly effect, we can talk that. So, what we're going to do is go into the parallel universes after this quick break that I have to take to get a drink. I might just play some. Parallel universes. This is a theory that really helps the Mandela effect. The idea is that in your world there is three levels. There is level one, level two, and level three. And each level is slightly off balance from the other level. For example, if you put three planks of wood together to make stairs, and if you're looking at stairs right now, just picture them if you aren't. So Take your first stair as your level 1, your second stair as your level 2, and your third stair as level 3. They're slightly off, but they're still the same stair, correct? So, the idea here is that the brain worlds are parallel to each other, and they are slightly off, which means you can bubble and bleed into a different reality. So, let me use an example here of me doing this podcast for like the 20th time trying to record, because my system keeps crashing, and it doesn't pick up right, and it's just being really 
pain in the ass to be honest with you guys. So this podcast is taking about three days to try and record. It's a little bit ridiculous, but hey, I'm doing it because I like it. It's fun. It is what it is. We'll figure it out. So me doing this podcast for the 20th time in a parallel universe is another me doing the podcast in a slightly different place where I'm sitting or where I am. And that could be the bleeding of reality, which a lot of physicists, Brian Greene describes it as the universe is a numerous bunch of slaps. He is the one from the University of Columbia who talks most about parallel universes. So with the parallel universe, the idea is that even though things are slightly off, they're still the same. So this helps with the Mandela effect in that people who believe he died in the 70s and people who saw him die in 2013. It also helps my theory of the time loop where you're stuck in one place in time for all time going around in a constant loop. The idea of the time loop is something that I stand by and I believe it could be a potential possibility, but the parallel universe is something else that has good reputation among the idea of the universe and the Mandela effect, which brings us to the idea of ghosts. So if you're looking at the parallel universe, the idea of a ghost is that it would be you. It wouldn't be the ghost of somebody you love or the spirit of somebody who is haunting you. It would technically be you because you would be slightly out of alignment from the parallel universe, which makes you see yourself when you bleed through. So the idea of having a black figure or a spooky ghost or something like that trying to haunt you or being around your area could be answered basically with the idea of the parallel universe of it being another version of you just slightly off alignment somehow breaking through that first and second level or even the third level where you have another option to do something so a parallel universe definitely something that is valid it can definitely become useful if people research it to the idea of the mandela effect and also the idea is that the Big Bang is repeated over and over again in the parallel universe which makes infinite versions of ourselves. Which again, kind of goes with the timeline what I was talking about. Because if you think about it and you have the Big Bangs happening constantly, then that sticks you in a permanent timeline loop. So parallel universe, definitely something to think about. Definitely increased the idea of the Mandela effect, I believe. Like I said, the Mandela effect is just the idea of something being slightly off but being remembered by so many people. Another example is what I'll bring in today would be the idea of the 51 or 52 states. Now a lot of people believed on the 52 states, the 51 states, Puerto Rico not being a state and some people don't believe it is a state because that was they, they were growing up like that. It's crazy but parallel universe definitely something to look into. Moving on to the daughter universes is a theory of quantum mechanics in which reigns over the tiny world of subatomic particles, suggesting that multiple universes can arise. The, the best idea I can think of this right now is the Hydron Collider, which was built, and we're trying to use those particles to create energy and black matter. That's the idea of having a daughter universe. Universe is a copy of you witnessing one or the other outcome, thinking incorrectly that is your reality is the only reality. That was written by Gene Bryan for the Daughter of the Universe. Again, he uses the quantum attack, uh, quantum mechanics, I'm sorry, the parallel universe idea, but he also increases the Daughter of the Universe idea in which you can look at yourself from the outside looking in, and that's what helps you make a determined in factor. Again, something that kind of doesn't really go with the Mandela effect, but you, like I said, you have the five universes which people are talking about, which can all have some description into the Mandela effect. The mathematical universe have debated if it's a simple tool by scientists to use mathematics to create their own universe. And that's kind of an idea of like genetically engineering to become a god or somewhat. But mathematics, they believe, could be helpful to create another universe in which you can have another version of you. Which again, when you really think about it, kind of crazy that people could do that. Essentially being a new universe created by us, which has already potentially, has already happened when you think about if you put all these universes in one place, in a parallel universe, you could have discovered something how to create a daughter universe or a mathematical universe, and they've already been created, and you work into this big circle. So that's universes and the idea of what they use for the Mandela. So like I mentioned, it's been pretty difficult to record this podcast after 
multiple, multiple electronical fails and stuff like that. So what we're going to do is we're going to start winding down a little bit. I'm going to talk about some of the other Mandela effects that you may or may not know. So the first one is Curious George. Now everyone remembers Curious George, the little monkey who had all these adventures. We all watched it when we were kids. Fun fact is Curious George never actually had a tail. Now, I know that's kind of hard to believe, a monkey without a tail, wait a second, what? What, what even? That makes no sense. It doesn't, does it, right? But if you actually go back and look, Curious George never had a tail, which is kind of crazy. In this world, a lot of people believe it. I'm sure he did in another universe or something like that, but he didn't in ours. And if you remember it like that, maybe you bled through. One of the biggest things that people remember incorrectly is the Monopoly Man, as he's known as Uncle Pennybags. Um, the Monopoly Man made his appearance back in like the 1900s, very early on. And Monopoly's been in the house. We've all had a game of Monopoly where somebody gets mad, throws a board, doesn't talk to each other ever again. The source of multiple family fights at multiple family gatherings, I'm sure. So if you've ever played Monopoly, you know what I'm on about. So we know the Monopoly Man. However, the Monopoly Man never had a monocle. Now, when I talk about him having a monocle, I remember the Monopoly Man having a monocle. And every time somebody dresses up as him, he has a monocle. But the Monopoly Man never actually had one in his original design on the board. I remember it, I'm sure lots of other people remember as a monocle. That's ridiculous that so many people can remember, again, another case of the Mandela effect, where you may think you're going crazy because you remember it so well, but in reality, there was never that monocle there. It's kind of something that got lost in time and kind of just became its own entire thing. Chick-fil-A. Another example of Chick-fil-A. So how do you spell Chick-fil-A, guys? Now this one's for really my American viewers and listeners. So Chick-fil-A is not spelt how you would think it would spell. It's actually spelt C-H-I-C-K dash F-I-L dash A. People more normally think Chick-fil-A doesn't have the K, but it does have the K. It's crazy when you look at it. I know I say it's crazy a lot, but think about it. Chick-fil-A is a staple hold in America, a very famous restaurant, but it has the K in it. How many people actually know it has the K in it? I did not know that. I'm sure a lot of people didn't know that either. It's the same with C-3PO. C-3PO has a silver leg. How many people know that? How many people know that C-3PO has a... Um, sorry, has a silver leg that he's not all gold. That's something that could be a whole entire thing of Star Wars Mandela effects and conspiracy theories and stuff like that. But C-3PO not being fully gold, everyone remembers C-3PO, everyone remembers Star Wars if you've ever seen it. If you've ever seen Star Wars, you know who C-3PO is, the golden robot, obviously now with a silver leg. But that's ridiculous. That is such a it's kind of mind-blowing, it's kind of making me lose my words, honestly, because when you think about all the stuff that you thought was real, that you remembered as a kid, that you remember as an adult, and it's just completely flipped upside down, you're like, what the fuck? Like, you don't understand. Kit Kat. Perfect example of Kit Kat. Does Kit Kat have a dash in the middle of its name? I personally remember it. Yes, it does have a dash. It's always had a dash. It doesn't. It doesn't have a dash. It's just Kit Kat. If you look on any rapper, and if you've got one in your house, go downstairs right now. Let me know in the comments on Anchor, on Spotify, Twitter, me, at I like Tatted Chef. See if Kit Kat has a dash in it, because I guarantee it doesn't. I remember it having a dash when I was a kid. You'd spell it Kit Dash Cap. That would be it. That would, that's a Kit Kat, but no. Completely wrong. It doesn't have a dash in it. Again, something that you completely don't even think about, but when you are a child, you remember it like that, and it kind of becomes a thing. Another Mandela effect. Now, if you've ever seen Silence of the Lambs, you know Hannibal Lecter's famous line, Hello Clarice. He never said, Hello Clarice. Now, I know a lot of people are thinking, yes, he did. It's like the biggest thing when people intimidate, imitate, sorry, Hannibal Lecter, they do the Hello Clarice thing. He never said that. He literally said, good morning. That's it. So all he ever said was, good morning. It's crazy. And I say it again, crazy, because so many people are imitating Hannibal Lecter when they do Halloween or something like that, and they say the hello, Clarice. But yet he never actually said that. Just let that sink in. Snow White. Snow White is so famous. Famous movie of all time by Disney. Everyone wanted to be Snow White when there's a little girl. They all remember that. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Uh, never happened. Never said mirror, mirror on the wall. 
its magic mirror on the wall. How many times has somebody you've spoken to or somebody you have heard, like as a child or something, do mirror mirror on the wall? I'm sure you did, as a, if you're listening, you're female, you did mirror mirror on the wall. I guarantee it, but it wasn't the word that was said, it was a magic mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? Does anybody remember it being magic? I personally don't. Which, when I talk about all these things, and I'm listening to myself talk, and I'm researching them, I'm thinking to myself, hold on a minute, maybe I bled through the, a universe. Because I remember it being mirror mirror on the wall. I remember Kit Kat having a dash. I remember Hello Clarice. I remember all of that. But if it never happened, then what am I remembering? Am, am I having fragment imaginations of my brain? Is my brain right now playing tricks on me and having fragment breaks, which means I've already been through this once or twice before? And now I'm stuck in that constant loop? Because I remember it being mirror mirror on the wall. And I'm kind of having one of those things right now where I'm just in my brain spewing out words because it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, really think about it. If that is something that hundreds of thousands of people remember, and it became a quote, it became something you write on, like, it's been on t-shirts, it's been in books, it's been in all of this stuff, but it wasn't the original quote. So if it wasn't the original quote, why do we remember it as mirror mirror, not magic mirror? I don't understand. Like, it's fascinating. You can look into the Mandela effect for hours. You can go into this rabbit hole. Legitimate rabbit hole. I know we say here on the synopsis, let's go into the rabbit hole. But you can go into such a rabbit hole with the Mandela effect and every single thing you're talking about. It's absolutely ridiculous. I'm looking up research right now. You can look at so many things like, what, did Mandela die early? No, we know he didn't die early. Was Pikachu originally have a black tail? No, he never had a black tail. McDonald's, is it McDonald's or McDonald's? The Golden Arches? The history says it was started by McDonald's, but it's always been McDonald's, MC Donald. Ronald McDonald. People spell it Mac, but it's Muck. It's absolutely mind-blowing. Parallel universes and realities, we kind of discussed that earlier. The Seven Sins of Memory is a book that could be used as research for the Mandela Effect. So if you want to check that out, Seven Sins of Memory, something I have looked into. It looks crazy. It does. I've said crazy a lot, but it's absolutely mind-boggling. So that's the idea of the Mandela Effect. I could talk about a couple of things like Henry VIII, for my English fans, since I did Chick-fil-A, let's do Henry VIII. The portrait of Henry VIII was painted by Hans Holborn in the circa 1540. So the king should be holding something, right? And if you look at the picture, there's nothing in his right hand, but people think he was serving, um, holding a turkey leg as a symbol of his lifestyle. If you look at the picture, there's nothing there. He's just holding nothing. The American states one that we went into, people recall 51 or 52 states, like I said. There's only 50 states in America, so why do people think there's 51? Because I know a lot of people have said there's 51, I know a lot of people say there's 52. You may be seeing extra, and it's ridiculous, I just don't understand it. There's so much to look at. Jif peanut butter, Jiffy isn't a thing, it's just Jif. Not Jiffy, Jif. Ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. C3PO's silver leg, yep. The Limburg baby, how it was spelt. The tank man, now you can just Google Mandela effect and look at it. So like I said, we talked about the Mandela effect today. We talked about some parallel universe stuff, some daughter universe, so basically all these random universes that could be a reason for the Mandela effect. Now, like I said, we can go further down into this rabbit hole and it would be like a two, three hour podcast. Something I might do is I might do it with a co-host and we'll go a little bit further into the Mandela Effect. Maybe look in the further some parallel universes, some stuff like that. I think that would be a good little vibe. So that's something we could potentially do. However, as of right now, like I said, due to a lot of recording male functioning, unfortunately, I will be winding down the podcast. So we're gonna do a recap right after this and the Mandela Effect. I'm going to let you guys sit on that, marinate on that, really try and figure out what you believe in the Mandela Effect and what you believe in the alternate realities. If you believe we're bleeding through, or if you believe somebody somewhere is changing something in the universe, government conspiracy theories from the Mandela Effect. There's so many government conspiracy theories out there brainwashing us. 
to forget certain things, and that's why we remember it differently. Completely different subject, but let me know in the comments, and then we can discuss it more. And we are going to go to our final segment today's podcast, so stay tuned. We're going to have a good one. So that's segment of the day on the synopsis, guys. I hope you enjoyed the Mandela Effect. I hope I didn't rant and rave a little bit too long or ramble and go into my own little zone. I just think it's really fascinating when you find things like this online. And it would be helpful if it didn't take me three days to record this podcast. Like I said, a lot of technical difficulties, a lot of computer difficulties, recording corrupted. I actually had another podcast with friends, with co-hosts again, Elisa and Keanu. The problem was, is after I recorded that podcast... I went to upload everything and just delete it and it screwed up and I couldn't do anything about it. So I tried making another podcast and it crashed and it didn't work. And that's why we've had a little delay. So I'm thinking what we're going to do is we're only going to record three podcasts a week. I don't think I can keep up daily just because of these issues. So I'm going to try uploading on Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays or it's going to be Wednesdays, Fridays and Sundays. It's going to be one of those two. I'm always going to have the Monday off, for sure, and the other one's going to be decided, so I'll figure that out. We'll talk about a little bit what's going online today. Scientists have just found 200 reindeer completely dead in the Arctic, saying that they died due to food supply because of climate change. This is something I want to talk about. First of all, shout out to Ethic Clothing. If you haven't heard of them, they're a UK-based company, completely vegan and they support everything like to help make the world vegan like zero waste they have a pop-up shop coming up in london in a couple of days where they're doing a trade-in for clothes and you can get free clothes from them or like gift cards stuff like that so shout out to ethics but what i want to talk about is the climate change and i'm not going to preach about all change the world change your diet and stuff like that just be more aware of what's happening i don't want my daughter growing up in a world where there's a lack of resources i know you don't want your kids to grow up like that either if you have kids right now Look at them and think about in 20, 30 years where the world is going to be because of climate change. We already know the Antarctica, the ice pole, ice caps are melting. It's getting harder and harder for polar bears to live, for regular wildlife. We're making giraffes on the extinction list. I don't know if you guys knew that, but giraffes are technically on the endangered list for extinction because of global warming, because of climate change, and because we keep destroying forests to make more stuff. The more stuff we desire, the more it affects the world. And that's not me preaching or being all like blah blah blah. That's just facts. The more we desire things, if you desire that seven bedroom home that hasn't been made yet, they gotta build it somewhere. So what do they do? They chop down a couple of trees. No big deal, right? Well, now the squirrels are out of a home. Now the birds, now the bees, all that stuff. It affects wildlife and it affects the change. It basically forces them to compete with each other. It's not survival of the fittest, because if it was, it would be natural, it wouldn't be human-made. The world was in a nice, perfect rotation before we decided to do all this extra stuff in the world. Now, don't get me wrong, I try and be as zero-waste as I can. I have my house, which is built in the middle of nowhere, which also is something I'm like, okay, well, I can at least conserve the trees around me and the yard and all that stuff. I try and plant lavender plants and stuff like that to keep the bees alive because we know the bees are are going to the extinction list right now we need to save them because it's going to affect life very much so with the climate change you know maybe when you go to the grocery store don't use that plastic bag for fruit just put the fruit in the car if you're picking up a couple of things at self-checkout just don't use a bag use a a reusable bag like they do at Aldi use reusable products that you can use over and over again or recyclable products something that doesn't need to be thrown in the trash because that's where it becomes an issue once it's thrown into the trash it takes forever to biodegrade it's going to be a nightmare and then like i said we get to the climate change stuff and it just sucks guys it isn't good for the earth so you've got to start thinking about the earth and i know it's like oh think about the earth yeah you tweet blah 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 but check it the more we do now the better it's going to be in the future and I know we got into a situation with the older people putting us here and then blaming us, but it's our job as a new generation to try and fix it. So that's my two cents. We discussed Tanner and Jake. I give it like a month, a month and a half, honestly. I do agree with Logan Paul on that. Everyone's saying it's a publicity stunt because of an MTV show. Tanner turns 21. Now she's saying that she's okay. Like Tanner and I are talking about a kid. Logan Paul's 
brother said that, which is Jake. She's tweeting a lot of right now. That night was unconventional, crazy. I love Jake so much. And blah 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 on the earth. No one's focusing on family emergency. So now she's saying there's a family emergency and that uh, she has to deal with that before they deal with their marriage. Which suggests to me that that's going to be the escape route that they use to say, hey, the marriage is going to get annulled. You know, we did this, we did that. It's just not going to work between us. She has this family issue, blah blah blah. Listen, good for you if you got, if you played everybody, honestly, good for you guys. Like, you played a whole entire group, whole entire community basically pretending to get married if you get an annulment or a divorce we're gonna say it was coming simple as that you got two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for live streaming your wedding and during that live stream nine times out of ten the audio cut out and the quality was bad everyone and I mean everyone in that room was asking for their money back five thousand people saying we want our money back from iTunes iTunes never responded so there's two hundred and fifty thousand dollars just out there ready for Jake and Tanner to collect all for a sham wedding, and it might be for her TV show. So here you are, getting publicity and taking money from people, basically just as busy, be a big fuck you at the end of the day. Now I've got no hate towards anybody, because at the end of the day, people are people, they're gonna do what they want, that's fine. However people spend that money or what they wanna do with it, that's fine, you wanna get married and then divorce, like David Dobrik did it with Jason's mum and that lasted like a month and they got divorced and that was funny that was for the vlog we get it there was no money taken from people at that though this is where it becomes an issue when money is taken from people unjustifiably and there was a major problem with whatever it was like the server or the live stream or whatever it was and money isn't refunded it is kept that's when we have a problem if you pay 150 dollars let's say and you get a playstation 2 let's say that you get like or whatever it may be Okay, let's use a better example. You pay $400 for a PlayStation, and you plug it in, you get it started, and then it doesn't work. Red light, that's it. Doesn't work, no reason, no reason whatsoever. It's brand new, it's out of the box. You take it back, and they say, well, that's not our problem. You must have done something, because it worked when we got it shipped in. You're out 400 bucks. That's what these people have done here. They have $50 for this live stream. They've taken the money, 250 grand in their pocket. Basically, fuck you, whoever paid for it. That's where the issue becomes. It's not the fact that they did the marriage, or the fact that they streamed it. It's the fact that they charged people and then kept the money. So, nobody's going to listen of that magnitude to this podcast. I understand that. And no one's going to give a fuck either, because at the end of the day, they're multi-millionaires. They're making their money. She's on MTV. He's got millions of fans, like kids subscribers. Like, he's keep making content. He's going to keep making money. So, you guys do what you want. I just don't think it's ethical to take that money from people and then not refund it or give them something back like give them i don't know give them a give them free merch or something like they actually okay we paid 50 bucks it was shitty we admit that here's some free merch here's something like you did TanaCon and it was a shit show everyone had to get a refund and the gift bags were shitty and all this stuff like everything that Tana seems to do seems to go wrong and again i'm not throwing hate on Tana mojo because she's you know, like I said, she can do her own thing. I'm not going to judge. I'm a podcaster. I'm not a YouTuber. What's me throwing shade her way going to do? They ain't going to do shit for me because no one's going to listen to it. So whatever. Who cares? I'm not throwing shade her way. I'm just saying everything that she's done the last couple of years, what she's had her hands on, hasn't really turned out well. So maybe she should just take a step back. Just keep doing videos. Don't do anything more elaborate. Stuff like that. Like, Just don't. Just stop where you are. Do your own thing and that's it. Worry about your TV show, worry about your life, you're 21 for fuck's sake. Like, just chill. Just let you do your thing, enjoy your life, enjoy being a kid still effectively. Because it's all downhill from here, guys. Once you turn 21, there's nothing else to look forward to. The only thing you're looking forward to is retirement, and then at that point, what's the fucking point? Like, it is what it is. So, that is my two cents on Tanner and Paul, on the climate change. Again, if you like the Mandela effect, on this podcast and you want to talk about it more i can do a lot more research we can dive in together i want to kind of do a live stream of it where we just dive into the mandela effect we do it on the podcast and we just go through we just keep going until we reach that rabbit hole there's lots of stuff on the dark web as they call it about the mandela effect about how the government conspiracies are happening as well and that's something we didn't really touch on because it doesn't really have anything to do with the mandela effect there's so many conspiracy theories about the government controlling people like I said a little bit earlier, the government using mind tricks and being overrun by artificial intelligence, aliens, all that stuff. That's all conspiracy theories revolving around the Mandela effect, but it isn't the effect itself. The Mandela effect is the effect of remembering something slightly different, and the reason you did 
Is either A, because hundreds of thousands of people remember it and it just became common folklore, or B, you bled in from an alternate universe. And either way, it could be a case for both. So, what we're going to do is we're going to end the podcast here, guys. I appreciate you listening. Song of the week, I'm going to shout out Dylan Reese Music and Mike from The Hold Up, who is The Hold Up, effectively. Their new song, Can't Complain. Check it out. Also check out Ryan Caravio's new song, Thriving. They're both bangers. If you're going to listen to one, listen to Dylan and listen to Mike's. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Dylan always puts out bangers. Mike's a really chill dude, puts out some bangers too. Love both these guys. The Can't Complain by Dylan Reese and The Hold Up. So... If you want to hear more about the Mandela Effect or do more research, just Google it. Go down that rabbit hole like I did today. And then if you want, we can discuss more conspiracy theories and stuff like that. And if you want to, just leave a comment down on the Anchor.fm app. Or leave me a uh, DM on Twitch. Twitch, not on Twitter, sorry. I like Tatted Chef, it will say Zach, from the synopsis as the name. You'll see our banner in my header. You guys can check it out. Send me a message. Tell me what's up. Tell me if you like what's going on. If you don't, tell me what I can do to improve it. I'm just doing this for really fun right now. I know only a few people listen, but hey, it's fun for me to get stuff off my chest. Having that audio diary almost, just to really chill and relax with it. So again, didn't recent the hold up, can't complain. Check out their song. Also check out my boy Stan the Man. He still needs some help with that. We need to get him up in the ranks so he can get his stuff together. Like there's a lot of shit going on in his life I'm not gonna go into, but shout out to my boy. Hope everything goes better for you, brother. I really do. Much love sent your way. Guys, thank you for listening. This has been Zach from the Synopsis. This has been the Mandela Effect. I hope you guys have enjoyed. And next episode, who knows? I'm hoping it will be either Thursday or Friday, I hope, that we'll have it done. But this was episode 10, so guys, we're 10 episodes in now. It's kind of becoming a better thing. Now my audio seems to be working and everything. We should be good again. But who knows? Shit happens. Life happens. It is what it is. Sorry for the three-day delay. I do apologize for that. But now we should be back. Now we should be rolling. Mandela Effect was done. And hey, next episode could be conspiracies, who knows? So thank you for listening from the synopsis. Good. Bye.